When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and you can find us there as part of Empire Media, A-M-P-I-R-E. Also, don't forget you can read my work on ESPN.com. We're going to have a story up on Thursday about a couple getting away from the defense, folks. And I'll get to that with my guy, Michael Phillips, here in a minute. But I'm getting away from the defense and some what-if scenarios. Because the last time, one of the last times they played the Miami Dolphins, it may have been the last time, Michael, was the two-point conversion game down in Miami. First win of the season. Game ball to Callahan. Cost Joe Burrow. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, but it cost him Joe Burrow. So it's one of those what if scenarios. Do they have their guy now in Sam Howell? Anyway, you can read that on ESPN. So as you can see, and you can probably hear already, Michael Phillips used to be with the Richmond Times Dispatch, now (laughs) filling in for Matt Paris with the Washington Times for our dear guy departed to New Orleans. Just it, New Orleans. This is going to be like when Jim Harbaugh left and the assistant coach was crying during the post-game interview. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is Jim Harbaugh dead? Like, I'm just, just trying to honor Matty yeah, Paris, man. Yeah, just yeah. trying to do my best. All right. The podcast off to a bad start because I do not like that guy. <laughs> Anyways, so, that's an Ohio State guy. All, but the, all the time. Anyway, it's been nice having you on. <laughs> Can I give a shout out to one of my old times dispatch guys, Paul Woody, there who was go. inducted into the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame this week. That is fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know that. And Paul Woody... Covered the team for 40 years. Could you imagine doing it that long? Not with that much losing. <laughs> like, now he saw, he saw some good ones at the start. He did. I could do 40 years the way he did it in the 80s. I'm, yeah. a, I'm pushing that, and I haven't seen those years. <laughs> oh, and ha- I haven't seen, I mean, I, you know, it's funny because you go back and like, I was talking to my wife about this, like, you know, beat reports, you go back and you add up your record I'm, of when you, the, of the, team you covered for the time you covered it. I'm afraid to do that. Ooh. I mean, like, our guy knew in New England, Mike Reese, has covered more Super Bowls than I've covered playoff games. Oof. And I've covered the team. This is my 30th year. Yeah, I did not cover the same team. But by the way, Paul Woody was fantastic. Really good longtime beat reporter, but then columnist as well. Yeah, so. but before this, I, I was at the University of Kansas where I saw equally terrible football. So I'm, I'm used to We had good basketball there at least, but I'm I'm used to it. Well, I, I grew up rooting for the Cleveland Browns. And I yeah, covered this. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know. I saw... Somebody really wanted to stick it to Johnny. It's so, your lot in life. And listen, listen. If my, the worst thing in my life is covering a team yes. that can't win, this has been pretty good. And yes. it's still enjoyable to talk about football. Yes. So everybody out there understand that. Um, but which gets us back to this team, which isn't as enjoyable. But I am I'm like, first There's of all. There's reasons to watch. There's reasons to tune in. Give me in. the reasons to tune in. There, I want to tune in. I want to find out, you know, let, let's look at the secondary. Which of these guys do you want to keep next right. year? You got 90 million in cap space. Nobody's safe when you have 90 million in cap space. Let's look at the offensive line. Chris Paul. Is Chris Paul a guy who, when the new regime comes in, do they say, like, we can deal with that for a year? Or is that an immediate priority? 
to priority to, to start like right you got to figure yeah. those things right. out of no, you're right he's got five games to prove you wrong john Kine. Yeah, yes. when, when, when yes. he has that pancake block and points up to the press box <laughs> now we'll know why uh you you're excited to watch the the prove it guys here coming to the end curtis samuel um, you know, certainly a, a lot to prove still, and yeah. has had a really good season. You watch the continued growth of Sam Howell. Every play, there's 11 guys out there. He's, that was one of the more ridiculous stories I saw. Like, oh, that kicker missed the kick for the Patriots because he was in on the tank. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, when, yeah, no. when that kicker's working at a Starbucks next yeah, year, yeah. I promise you he wasn't in on any tanks. You know, And it's funny because this is one thing, going back to my little what-if story, talking to John Allen about that Miami game, the two-point conversion game. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he goes, I know that fans are all into the, you guys should tank, you should tank. He goes, we're still playing to win because it costs you your job yeah. if you don't. Now, some guys are going to be secure, but you really don't know. Most guys, a lot of guys, most guys, even like a John Allen, you don't know what a new coach might say or think. Oh, you know, Casey Tuhill. Casey Tuhill's got five yes. weeks to prove right. that a team needs to pick him up next right. year or that this team needs to pick him right. up next year. And I think, listen, Sam Howell still has to be in that boat. Regardless, yeah. like, I... I would be perfectly fine building around him for next year. Would you? Sure. And, and now you're talking about too. If, if you have a top five draft there, pick, there's the question. And you have, and you know, one of these guys you fall in love with during the process, right? That we've we've made this mistake. We they've made this mistake so many times before, right? The Chase Young year, you said, what if? What if they drafted a quarterback? When when Gruden comes in, agrees to work with Robert, what if he had gotten to draft and develop a quarterback? You you don't want to start a new era with the same mistake you need right. to know what you're dealing with right and i think you know that's going to be the question like if you are sitting there four or five and there's one of those top one of those top guys there that you really like yeah. and if it's a new coach you're going to say okay here's your guy let's kick the tires so yeah but so for sam howell you have to still go out and prove like not only should you be the start for obviously the next five games you are but that you continue next year here and this is what i've said about kyler murray too if you win it's not a problem anymore if they pick at eight, there won't be a guy available that they've right. fallen in love with. Right. If Kyler Murray wins out for the Cardinals, he doesn't have to worry about Caleb right. Williams replacing him because they won't be able to take Caleb no. Williams. It's in his own hands to a large degree. Right. And now you stepped away from this team for a minute. Come back. What have you thought of Howell in the time that you've been back covering the team again? He, he's he, There's so much volume. It's hard to separate the stats, the noise, right. the production, all those things. As I watch him play and play out, I'm just really impressed by his demeanor. Oh, uh, how, how can you not be impressed by how he shakes plays off, how he, how he is, takes a big sack, comes back, makes a play? Um, he's better at avoiding sacks than he was week one through five. He, is he good enough, though, right? That's the question you ask yourself. He's shown growth over the course of the season. Has he shown enough growth? And you know, let, let me throw Terry into this mix, too. Does he trust Terry enough, right? Terry's not a receiver who gets that five yards of separation right. and then right. you throw it to him. Terry's a guy who makes a contested right. catch. Can he show that trust in Terry to give him the ball down the stretch? I, I think there's still some things I want to see. I'm, I mean, we got the bye coming up here, and I think a lot of people are going to mentally check out. There's a lot I want to see in those last four weeks. Oh, and I think, and again, that's where you're playing for jobs. And yeah. and I do think it is, you know, because again, the how question is going to play into the future because if you, you know, that's a huge, huge question, right? And so like, I'm curious to see how does he develop to your point with with Terry, but also some of the, the the nuances of quarterback receiver relationship, which is the the little signs. Are, and there have been a couple of times throughout the year where the, some of the stuff that I've talked to Terry about is like in this game, you know, we saw it the same way. There was an adjustment and made the play because of there was a game play against Atlanta. There was a play a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I think against um, the Patriots where it's like, 
there was a there was an on-site adjustment they both made, and that's a sign of growth. Does that continue? I'm also intrigued because the schedule gets really hard late for the offense in particular. Yes. Like you look at the Jets game, nobody's saying like, oh, the Jets game. The Jets defense. have a great yeah. defense. Yeah. The Niners have a great defense. You're going to get another run against that Cowboys defense. I don't know if they'll have anything on the line right. or not. McVay teams are always exceptionally well yeah. coached and stout defensively. The difficulty level is going mm-hmm. to ramp up along with the expectations for what he does. It's not a gimme that he improves over these last five. No, and I think that's uh, the other thing is how do you measure that improvement? Because you can't just look at the stats. No, nope. I don't think that's going to be fair because when you look at like what kind of pressure is he getting? What kind of... De- what kind of decisions does he make under duress? Because that is part of an evaluation process. And it doesn't, you know, you can't just, you know, you can't dismiss it while he's under pressure. Well, then you can look at what's his role in that. And sometimes it's just like, it was bad luck, right? Sometimes, but can, is there, what can he do to check out of a play, you know, check out with the, you know, how does he help the protection with that? Whatever. Like there are signs of things that you can, you can weigh when making that decision. If you're asking me right now, do, am I comfortable going into next year with him? I am. Yeah, me too. And we have five games left. Right. And, <laughs> you know, because the other thing is like what I'd like to see with him is when you build a better line and when yep. you have, you know, um, when you I think they're going to have to add another a bigger target as well. If and only some of us could have seen this offensive line problem coming yeah, from a distance for that's, several months. <laughs> that's that's the hard part is that and I think. There are definitely people here who didn't who who admit now will say like, well, the line wasn't that great. You know, we knew it wasn't great going into the year. Well, it's been a, and I also don't think they were expecting to drop back to pass eighty nine <laughs> times a game. But you know, I think it's coming home more like the fact that they didn't build that, and I think that's that's a that's obviously a problem. But like, but so you're right. Like there are things to learn, and and it's it, even if they lose, like the I'm sure for fans, the best thing for them would be. Howell plays well, but the defense still stinks and they can't win another game. So you yep. have a quarterback, you got this, and you and can you build. And you got the draft position. And you got the draft position. And you get one of those nice offensive tackles, uh, you know, some, something to build. build. And, and that's going to be an offseason thing because yeah. is it automatic that you get one of the offensive linemen or does the analytics take you to a different like yep. a playmaking position? Yeah. Offseason topic. Yes. And, and it's going to be a good one. It's so like, or do you trade back and pick up more capital to me? This is a long range of oh, sections. Here we go. So here we go. Here we go. I'm picking up a draft pick for 2025. Oh, just in, in addition to getting moving back a little bit, but okay. getting one so I can be aggressive next year if need be. Oh, that's fair. So that's it's fair. an I like Eagles that. model, and I like what they've done. They oh, build on your what if story, though. Trent Williams still playing well. Brandon Sheriff's still out there playing. They, well. Oh, I have no problem if you go a lot of what if out there. Right, there is. And yeah. but like with Sheriff playing well here, they weren't very good. Nope. So you know, I think. But if you have the quarterback yep. and you have the line, because when they had the line, they weren't I, getting the quarterback. I'm going to give you a no right now on Marvin Harrison Jr. Um. <laughs> he, he won't be there at four. So, but like that's the kind of guy that could really elevate an offense. especially. He's, he's fun. He's, he's, he's different. He's I think, fun. you know, the one thing you see, like, I mean, as good as Terry is like, Guys like AJ Brown, CD Lamb, yeah. they're different. Yeah. And that's not a knock on Terry. We're going to see it's, one of those guys Sunday. Yes, or Tyreek Hill. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The Adventure Park at Sandy Springs Holiday Sale is here. Save 30% or more on climbing and zip lining gift certificates, season passes, axe throwing packages, and more. Our families have enough stuff. This year, give the gift of experience and adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, there is something for everyone. Visited already this year? The courses evolve with the trees around them so each experience has something new to offer. Named Best Amusement Park in the DMV two years in a row, this is an opportunity you won't want to miss. This is their biggest sale of the year and purchases never expire. While the sale runs until Christmas Day, the earlier you buy, the bigger the savings. The perfect gift for families, coworkers, and friends alike is waiting for you at www.theadventurepark.com slash kind. That's www.theadventurepark.com slash kind. And that's K-E-I-M. So with the defense, what else are you looking at? Because again, with Rivera taking over yeah. as a DC, what are you looking at there? Yeah, and I, obviously the keyword all week has been playing fast, playing simple, taking it off. And, and a lot of what that means is 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 going to look like the senior bowl out there, right? Like you got just yes. everybody's playing their position, single-mindedly doing their thing. And I think it's going to give you a chance to see have some of these guys regressed. Like some of these guys who you Cam Curl, for example, right. who came in with a lot of hype this season. Has Cam Curl not reached expectations or has this defense just not reached expectations right. and cam is a part of this defense right. i'd love to see him make St. some Juice. plays down the stretch obviously st juice is a big one still hitting the st juice at a good per game ratio the celebration but in terms <laughs> of making making the plays uh yeah you know up front on the line uh as we mentioned uh casey Tuhill, obviously if james smith williams comes back uh contract year for those guys kj henry is he a guy you can build around. Do you like what you see there? You know, you, you get to see a lot of guys and uh, we'll see if Cody Barton comes back. Obviously, obviously, you know, com- comes back strong right. uh, and is an impact player. Cause we saw what that meant when he left. Um, yeah. You know, there's some guys, you know, Jamin Davis will be back sitting in that chair next year. Yeah. But I um, think then it's like for him, it's going to be option too. Yeah. And so like there's, he's got to prove, you know, and he's actually had a, a pretty fine year, mm-hmm. but, but there are some things they still need at that position. And then, like the other ones would be, you know, Percy Butler. He's had some issues deep. He's getting a hundred percent of the snaps, which is probably too much too soon. But he's also had some time now—a long week and a bye week coming. Chance to wrap his yeah. head around all yeah. that and, and and finish the season strong. Yeah. So, but I think that's another reason to watch too. Do you? The funny, the funny, the other funny thing, Michael, is that when they say, "Well, we're going to simplify it," and it's really like there's only you can't make it too simple. But it is funny because I asked Kendall Fuller, what does that mean? He's like, well, we can't really tell you that. So but there might be some coverage that you just pare down some of what you're doing. The rules are going to stay the same. But, <laughs> you know, you watch an offensive coordinator, they got like the Cheesecake Factory menu. Like a defensive coordinator sits at a board that has two buttons, the kids exotic menu. and simplified. Yeah, kids <laughs> yeah. Whichever, if it's not working, you press the other button. And if it's working, you just press your button harder. There's um, nothing <laughs> wrong with the kids menu, nuggets and mac and cheese. <laughs> simplified, <laughs> more exotic. Whatever you're doing, if you're not winning, you got to do the other one. That's right. Well, and what I'd like to see him do, and it's hard to do in this game with the defensive front is more movement problem is like with Tua, they get rid of the ball so fast yeah. that he's i think it's his his time to throw 
is the fastest in the NFL. Oh, well, and just a little more time pre- to pass. A little more pressure too. We, we yeah. you know, we've been right. playing with that for a while. Right. I saw a little bit of it from Jack at the end, but not not enough by any stretch. What's it like as a beat reporter when the team is out of it? <laughs> and technically they're still in it, but it's four and eight. It's not looking pretty. Ooh. Five games left. Uh, this time, last go around, I was talking with Tress Way about scented candles. Um, so <laughs> that's about uh, that's about about what we go towards. I mean, it's all because at this point, there's an inevitability I, to everything. If I'm ranking my top stories right now that I care about as a person who reports on the team, as a person who's followed this team for a while, number one, who's the new coach? Number two, who's the new GM? Right. Like we do, 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 do. Like we're gonna go pretty far down the Would list. Coach be you. ahead of GM for you, because but not for Harris. Right. For right. Harris, That's GM's ahead. Right. Coach. Correct. In terms of broad fan interest, like I, just me, I'm probably not ever going to have spoken with the guy who's the GM. And maybe I will have heard of him tangentially. Right. Like there, there's not that wow factor there. Right. Whereas it's very unlikely they hire a coach who I've never heard of right. or never seen right. on right. TV right. in some context. Right. So that, that's just got a little more juice to it because you, you'll right. know the candidates. Right. You'll know right. the right. you'll know the players. GMs, of course, the far for more important hire, especially for these guys. Do you like how Harris has handled things this year? Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with letting Ron play the whole season and I, you know, I'm not going to tell him how to do his business, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if coming into week 18 home game against Dallas, there was some kind of, Hey, Ron has guided this ship through some really turbulent waters. We just want everybody to know Sunday's going to be his last game. We're going to send him out with a win. We appreciate everything he's done. We're going to do a video montage. Don't boo him off the field after the game. Give him a standing O because, my gosh, that guy has put up with some stuff. And I think that's a good point. And he has, like, there have been very few coaches that when you look back and say, how, how would this coach have handled this situation? And it may not have gone very – and I know they didn't win enough. We know that. Of course. And they they couldn't the, solve certain positions. And There was no right choice that when in the hiring process where Ron was hired. There is no name you could have picked that would have transcended this building and everything it went through and built a winner. Yeah. And I think the other thing is what it also highlights is you is the this is why I think the Harris group is smart, is the, the GM coach model. Yes. You've got to have the separation of powers and, and just let one guy do this job and one guy do that. And it's funny because even after they hired Rivera in the coach-centric model, I was talking to an agent who'd been around for a while, has had some coaches, sent a lot of coaches and all that. And he's like, he tells his coaches not to do that. He just thought it was a bad idea. Yeah. They had gotten away from that um, as for his, his, his clients, because it just didn't, he didn't think it worked. And it's, I think it makes it hard. It's tough because if you're evaluating Ron, the coach, you'd probably fire him at the end of the year, four years, not good results. But if you're evaluating Ron, the GM, you'd probably also fire him at the end of the year. The drafts yeah. haven't been good enough. The free right. agent signings haven't been but this, good enough. This class has not produced. And no. there's like last year's class, if Hall hits is really good. Because you know, I still think Jahan Dotson can play. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, he hasn't he hasn't had quite the year I thought he no. would, or the impact that I thought. I he agree. Would. But I also like I think you know even for Terry he hasn't had the big games that I thought he would, and I think he's a terrific receiver. And I think Jahan's a very good receiver, and I don't know I don't know if some of that is you know style of offense and having to get to the shorter passes because of protection you know, that kind of thing, but it's, it hasn't gone, that part hasn't gone like I thought it would. 13 different guys have caught passes right. this season. We've seen a lot of B-Rob catching the ball, which I love. Which I love great too. hands. We've seen a lot of passes to the tight ends, which obviously is a, is a signature of the Eric enemy offense. At a certain point though, your stars need to be stars. Yes. And, and but going back to like, as a B reporter, how tough yeah. is it in this stretch? Like, yeah. Because it is like, yeah. you know, you guys, you're watching the game. You might just turn off and go Christmas shopping. Yeah. 
we're stuck there and we're coming out here now stuck there that's the wrong word it's our job but that's which is great but i still, love it's hard it's not an easy situation i love watching football i love talking with people about football yes. i love breaking football down i'm having fun here right now but it's harder to get people to do all those things with you. The conversations yes. are shorter. The conversations yeah. are less frequent. The people who you reach out to to say, what about this play? What about this guy doing this thing? Those people, why am I, yeah. why, 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 what do you care? Like, why, yeah. Yeah, why, why are we talking? Like, I gotta, I gotta get my, my, you know, splash reel ready for, for sending out, you know, this off right. season, right? So just the conversations that keep us going on a day-to-day basis that, and even think back to like 2013, right. Talking with the McVeigh's of the world, yeah. they, you know, they, you've seen the graphic before, um, you know, all, all those guys, you try, man, they were all here at one time. I understand. I, <laughs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> those conversations that sustain you of talking with football people who are smarter than you, right. helping you understand football better, making you smarter, which then makes the listener smarter when we relay it to them. Those conversations don't happen as much no, and, these days. And the hard part, even for me, like I like to go back and watch the game, right? And then you like I like to talk about it on here. Yeah. Not as many people want to listen to it at this no. point because, like, well, what difference does it make? Yeah. And they and, and I don't blame people. You want to look what everybody wants who follows this team is hope. Mm-hmm. Where's the hope coming from? And I think right now it's Sam Howell. That's the immediate hope is right there because that because like if you can if that guy looks good over the next five weeks you can feel good like hey maybe he whether or not he's an elite quarterback how many are there like that so if not you may just have a really good quarterback which is which is better than what they've had for a while so like that's a reason for hope and yes. then it's like who's the next GM and then who's the next coach that's where you're going to draw your hope upon it's not going to be from my film breakdowns but so, by May we'll all be back yet. Oh, by it's, May, it's by like... June, by January, whatever. <laughs> give me the date they hire the coach. They're coming back in because change represents hope as well. Do you know what keeps me going? Watching those David Tepper press conferences. Well, how, how about that? How how well, happy does that make you that you, oh that, that you're not? Th- yeah, I mean, I, we're we we've we've lived that. I we lived those days. The scars, the scars, <laughs> the scars are still there. And I know like some people have been wish that Harris had made a move earlier, but I'm a-okay with, because there's no, like, you're not getting in line for the next coach right now. They're not hiring a coach right now. Everybody won't lose out on anybody. They won't miss out on anything. Yeah. And here, let me tell you, just because Carolina is open now, the minute this job opens, it's a better job. And it, I think it's number two on the board. I think Chargers is a better job. Chargers because of Herbert. Sure. But I, I think this is number two on the entire board of all jobs. I think it's a really open. good job. I think it's a great job. 90 million in cap space, the draft picks, and and again, possibly a good young court, depending on how you view it. But I think like most people would say, I, I like him. Yeah. The other thing we talk about, Owners, we want our owners to be fans. We right. want them to be there. Training, but we also want them to be smarter than fans, right? And so we, we've got both in Josh Harris. I think yeah. he's a likable guy. I think he is a fan. I think he feels it. He's also a guy who literally said, sit down and watch this crap for two years in Philadelphia. Like, he is is willing to take yeah. a big picture. I'm not saying he's going to do that here. I'm just saying he's got that bone in his body that because you were mad after a loss, he's not going to go fire somebody. He once he once rode this out for two entire years of watching yeah, this yeah. because he knew what it would get him on the other side. Again, he's not going to do that here, but that's that's what it takes. He also didn't come in here 
I'm sure he had some ideas of things that he had some opinions on things that had happened here the last couple of years, but he didn't come in. doesn't seem like he came in here with preconceived notions about why it went a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I think you want, like when you want to judge a situation, like he just, he seemed like I'm going to give them a clean slate to show me that's the kind of guy that I want in charge. So if I'm another coach or GM, that's the guy I want to work for. I mean, you know, he went out and convinced Daryl Moore right away. Now there probably was some money involved, but that's okay. Like I've talked to Daryl Moore about this. He, I don't know that he wanted to continue doing that. It takes some time off. And and he went out and got mm-hmm. right. He goes out and gets good people, lets them do their jobs. And down the road, that is going to pay off. So whatever move you might be mad at this year, if you perceive it as slow, which I don't, I'd be patient, no. the, the, the approach pays off. It's a, it's a great approach. Just doesn't doesn't move downloads of the John Kime report. Uh not this, not yet. This time of year. No, not yet. The, the, the Christmas bonus ham might be a lot, a lot of bone this <laughs> it's, year. <laughs> it's the jelly of the month. Clark. It's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark, all year. <laughs> so that's that's where we're going with it. But I do like, like I said, I think they're in good hands, and you brought in the good point with with Tepper, and um, you know, again, outside of of Justin Herbert, I like this situation because you there's so much. And, you know, it's funny because I saw someone talk about this, like, well, you know, the fans are the fans have been coming back this year. They're coming back knowing what the product has been Mm -hmm. knowing. And and even then, like, I think most people probably felt like at best, could you could you get to 10 wins? I thought they were in that eight to nine range um, with the chance to get up there. If things went well and the shoot, you look at the schedule, the way it broke Chicago, really bad Giants twice. Oh, there's no way you get swept by them. Those are three games like if. Glad they got that Denver win when they did. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a, yes. Yeah. Like, you know, at the beginning of the year, you look at that scenario, it's like, that should have been three wins. Yes. And so you could get there, but they're not good enough. But the point is like, you know, when you look at it, like, I think the fans will come back. You put a good product out there. They'll be back. And it just, so to me, like if you're a coach or GM, this is a, this is a almost like, I don't know, sleeping giant is the right word, but it's pretty close. Yeah. I, I thought it was an eight, nine year. I thought, it was, yeah. look, this league's designed to get you to 500. Those were two yes. fireable offense losses. The the, bear, was, the bears and the giants here. Like there's no reasonable explanation no, for what happened. No, there is games. No, there isn't. And, and I think it's, it's, if you come back from that, then you can reflect like, okay, you go out and lose the bears, but then you go out and beat the Eagles. Right. right. Then it's like, okay, you know how to handle adversity. Mm-hmm. That says that speaks volumes, but they, but the, the way the defense performed all year was just a disaster and, and it wasn't going to happen, but like that's so that even in those losses, there was a way they could spin that in a positive way, but you had to come back and win. You can't come back and play. Well, you got to come back and win. Yeah, and they're, they're, you, you, losing happens. Bad football happens. Bad games happen. There have been yes, we know several <laughs> several embarrassing moments Correct. this year. The Bears, the Giants, Dak eating the turkey leg was an embarrassing yeah. moment on national TV. It's, you, yeah. you don't want to embarrass yourself. I, after the Bears game, I'm like, at the, I was like, that's one of the worst losses that I've covered here. Just because of how bad, not just because of score, because of how bad they were coming in. They hadn't won. And still are. And they were winning 27-3 at halftime. And it's like, I know the Chiefs game a few years ago, but that team was, what, 3-10 and 10 going in that game? Yeah. You know, it was the end of, like, so that was a, you know, there was an ugly game, but it was a bad team going in. This yep. was a team that was, what, 2-1? and one? And, you know, or 2-2. Two and two. Coming off of yeah. a really good loss, a good to loss, Philly. right? A good a, a played well, and so like that, and then then it's like, but then the Giants game, the Devito Bowl was Ooh. like, 
I don't know that 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 put it up there. I don't. I still think the Bears one is worse, but the, but that one was really bad because you you needed to win that game. Period. If you had, if you you know that to me was a, a you know that's that's going to be part of the last straw. They could have kept this staff together all year. That was yeah. the Giants game was was obviously the beginning of the end for you have to do something right. And and then you know like even the Seattle game and they like, did the right something. Yeah, it, I yeah. There, <laughs> there's the. It, you know, the, the defense had not played well. And I think to me, part of the problem with their D was the lack of, you watch other teams generate pressure. The Cowboys do it. They have a great pass rusher, Micah Parsons. They put him in position to win by being creative with them and letting him use his talent. Mm-hmm. And you just didn't too often hear with the pass rush. It's like, Hey, we got four guys, just go beat your guy. And it's like, how many times can you do that? And they're not doing it. So find a way to create some movement, do something to help them. And that wasn't happening. And I know it's not as simple as that, but you know, but I mean, if they put me in charge, that's what I'm doing. But, but in all seriousness, like I would do more of those games up front because I want to create some positive situations for them. If they, they put me in charge, I would say, can we wait until next week? I've seen who's coming this. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> that's, that's the other thing. Like, you know, in baseball, I always talk about like, have the team meeting before you play a bad team in a series. They change it before you're playing an explosive team. God bless you. Because this is, but you know, and so they, is there, what can you do? And I don't want to get into that game, but it's like, what can you do? You can give up 35 and claim you're doing better. You can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is one where the offense has to have a good game too, because against Dallas, they had a good half moving the ball. And then it's just like when the defense finally did something, they didn't. And and that's, you know, you're going to need to help them out more. But again, that's where we go back to the growth. And if, you know, I think if you're a fan, if if Howell goes out and plays well in a win or a loss, you're probably going to be happy, right? Absolutely. I, best case scenario, 29-28 Dolphins, two-point conversion at the buzzer to win. <laughs> Let's go back to that. Howell looked good. There you go. And that would be it. Got anything else, Michael? I feel great. Um, yeah. Let's go ride this out for the Washington Times this season. And uh, for they are uh, interviewing some some quality candidates. I don't know if you get to sit in on the interviews or not to approve <laughs> approve room dynamics yeah. or not. Uh, I'll be back next year yeah. either way, though, with my role uh, in Richmond at the radio station at the fans. And that so. is a great side. Yeah, tell people where they can listen to you. Uh, yeah, so uh, 910 The Fan, I'm, I'm on podcast platforms as well. I said the world needs another podcast. That's, there just aren't enough podcasts out there. Uh, so we have MP on the mic. That's the podcast. And uh, we'll be doing a lot of VCU basketball. Uh, we're the home of the Rams in Richmond. And uh, it's been fun to get to know those guys. Ryan Odom, who coached UMBC as the 16 seed over the, uh, oh. to, the to that win over UVA yeah. famously in the tournament yeah. is their coach this year. He's a good dude. He's a fun interview. Uh, we have some fun. So, but not because now you have a podcast, you're not just America's podcast guest. I know I did have to, I had to turn in the title. Yeah. Um, it was kind of disappointing. I, for a long time, I had, I had said, I will never have a podcast because then y'all won't have any guests. <laughs> um, now I have a podcast. I, I always have time for the John Kime report, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's good to be, uh, good to be on the circuit. It's great to have you back in the room. It'll be great to have you back next year. And so we'll see what happens. Michael, thanks a lot. And thank you for tuning in. I'll be back on Friday with the keys and the prediction for the Miami (laughs) Dolphins Commanders game. Ooh, tune in. That's a tease. (laughs) Talk to you next time.